This is Manya from Friendshipable, a Project BFF podcast. Along with my co-host Terry, we love talking about friendships, talking with others who think about friendships, and learning about these important relationships in our lives. If you like this content, please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash projectbff, or subscribe to the podcast via your favorite podcast app. If you have a podcast, consider hosting it on Buzzsprout. We love it. They make it so easy. And we have a link in our show notes for you. Thanks. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, Terry. How are you today? I am good. I've got, instead of my famous water glass, I've got some caffeinated drink here to, to offset not getting enough sleep and a rainy cold day. So yes, so that's what I'm going to start layering in, but, but it's all good. It is all good, but it is a rainy cold day. It's Mm. kind of one of those, um, you know, we're happy that it's spring, but gosh, it's a little brutal out today. Yeah. Um, just but, a reminder that we have a ways to go. Exactly. Yeah. So those of you who are here, not for the weather report, you are yeah. here for <laughs> Friendshipable. This is episode number 36. And um, Terry and I will be talking about the pandemic's effect on friendship. And I think it's something that we have all experienced over the past couple of years, whether, um, I guess to, to what level, I think it's been different for all of us, but Terry, get us started. What's, what do we think about how the pandemic has impacted friendships? Yeah, that's, I thought the same thing. It's something that is definitely relevant to, um, to everybody and to, um, those of us who have, uh, those, our listeners who have um, joined us before and probably a lot of, you know, we, we try to find topics that resonate to the majority of our listeners, but this is something everybody on the planet has experienced. And so there's, you know, there was been a lot written about the impact that the, um, that the impact of the pandemic had on us. Mostly all of our countries and, were, and states were in lockdowns, literally, which already fe- seems like a strange concept, but, um, but we were, businesses are closed, you know, where we would go, our, our routines were disrupted and plans, any plans that we might've had made, those were um, erased basically, um, if, you know, disrupted, it went beyond disrupted. So, so yeah, so we've, we've taken a look at, I think we each individually kind of are taking a look at how we've, you know, our friendships have been impacted by it, but there's, like I said, there's been a lot written on it as well. Um, what about you, Manya? What are you, what are your initial thoughts on it? You know, it's interesting. We we had to physically distance from each other. Mm-hmm. And when we think about early on, there just were so few opportunities. If you were in some place that had a version of lockdown, there were few opportunities to be physically in the same place as our friends. And you remember early on, we had drive-by birthday parties and drive-by graduations. And, you know, people just really trying to maintain that physical connection. But so many people, you know, during this time were at risk of 
um, losing friends. We're really vulnerable mm-hmm. to those friendships mm-hmm. not being able to be sustained, whether it's somebody who uh, just has a small social network or um, somebody, you know, maybe somebody who has social anxiety, just always maybe found it difficult to mm-hmm. to maintain friendships um, or people with disabilities that um you know, made it even more difficult to get out and visit people or they were more more vulnerable to COVID and so are, um, you know, continuing to to stay in and protect themselves. And, um, you know, one of the articles we were reading was talking about people with um, poor social capital. And Mm -hmm. that can happen for so many reasons and it can happen to all of us just based on timing when you know friendships can um, ebb and flow and you can you can could have been in a low point with friendships and then suddenly we're locking down and now the only way to connect is zoom and online and how did you decide who you wanted to zoom with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well one of the other aspects of it is um we've become more insular insular in how why can't i say it it's it's the, it's the it's the rain insular and um bonding oriented and because we were all in our households and for people with families and or if they sh- shared you know homes with friends um those are the people that they were around the most. And especially where families are concerned, families with kids or other family members living with them, it shifted their focus to these people who obviously are important people in their lives. So it really made um, individuals focus on that. Those were the only people as people work from home, their family were the people that they interacted with daily, constantly. and so now that there's has been shifts in the pandemic and more of us are returning to the assembly a routine that we used to have prior, you know, pre-2020, it's difficult now to all of a sudden flip that focus we had on our the people who lived under the same roof with us and to get back to the level of um interaction and also elevating the importance of the people that are our friends or our outside connections. So that's a very, very big dynamic in all of this. You know, one thing I thought was really interesting is somebody described this as the desert island friend test. (laughs) You're going to a desert island and you can only take a small number of people. Who do you take with you? And, you know, if, if you um, are a parent with, with children, for example, those are probably the people that you choose to take with you. Hopefully you Mm -hmm. choose to take your family with you. Um, But if you're thinking about, okay, which friends are, do I want to, I'm going to take a step back. I think we also got to a point in the pandemic where we were also we were all dealing with a lot of emotional yeah stuff, yeah right just the stress of the pandemic the fear for our health and our the family. unknown of all of it and that for a lot of people I know myself specifically it made it harder to feel like I was able to be social with mm-hmm. people that I could maintain those kind of connections and 
Um, so if you, if you think about, if you don't have a lot of energy, who are the people you're going to spend time zooming with, for example, and right. we, we all know how exhausting zoom can get. Mm -hmm. So who do I want to spend that energy on? What's probably my closest friends, but you know, then that means maybe your acquaintances or people who aren't maybe that first level of friendship, um, maybe didn't make the cut because we all had this limited energy for doing things like this. So I think for, for many people, it can feel, I think two things on one hand, maybe it was an opportunity to sort of weed through some relationships. And that's the pruning that the pruning talks about. Yeah. And for others, I think maybe it's, Oh, I, you know, I love this person. They're such yeah. a great friend, but I just didn't get a chance to connect. I just didn't have the energy. So mm -hmm. now we're at a point where maybe, you know, it's time to try to start it back up. Yeah. And one thing I'm jumping all the way to the end, but yeah, one yeah. thing I found was really interesting was, you know, somebody in one of the articles saying, don't feel guilty for being out of touch. And if there's somebody that you fell out of touch with because of the pandemic that you want to get back in touch with, just do, yeah. you know, I think we all sort of get a pass on a certain level for our behavior over these past couple of years in terms of being able yeah. to reach out and be available. Yeah, no, I agree. That's very important. And we, uh, we, we need to cut our, each of us cut ourselves some slack if there are disconnects and if there, because we, you know, this conversation could be among 100 people and everybody would have the same, you know, feeling or dis feeling of dis being of pruning and, and reevaluating or just changing priorities too. Um, the one, and in that light, one of the things, or a couple of the things that also add to it is that either going into the pandemic um, and our being more isolated, or as people are coming out of it, that some of our contacts and our friends could have already been at a life intersection. Mm -hmm. that they were either, for example, getting married or having kids or for the first time, or some people were finishing school and moving on, you know, as any, as you do, you move on to the next phase of your life. So if those life changing events coincided with the pandemic, well, first of all, it was a struggle enough to, 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 to take what's a normal transition in life. Yeah. Um, and move forward. But that also has an impact on where the, the continuation of a friendship and a connection goes because people's priorities have changed. Um, and then just one other quick point that, and we've mentioned this in previous podcasts in terms of the time it takes to actually gain a friend. Mm -hmm. And some of these articles mention the same thing that it's 50 to, to be a casual friend. It takes up to 50 hours to be a good friend. It takes up to 90 hours to be together. And, but this points out that the fact is that people already had limited time to invest in friendships before. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that also has shifted that as people's priorities in terms of their relationships have shifted. Absolutely. I mean, if you're already dealing with practically being overloaded with what you've got on your plate and then, you know, with the pandemic, just making everything feel 
I, I felt sometimes early on, like I was walking through treacle, right? Like everything was just an extra bit of effort mm-hmm. than it seemed before. So add on to that, you know, how am I going to get in my 50 hours of, of connecting with this person <laughs> when I can't see them in right. person and I'm tired of being on zoom. Right. Right. You know, and then for, then for people who even didn't feel like they had the ability to connect with people, or they didn't feel close enough to somebody to think they could even say, let's connect mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Zoom or let's meet for a socially distanced walk outside. I mean, you know, it's so many layers of this. I thought was one thing I thought that was interesting. And I definitely have felt this and I've read a little bit, other people feeling the same is that because many of us, I know not all of us, but many of us have the opportunity now to meet online Mm -hmm. via Zoom or FaceTime, and it's become more normalized than it was before. We certainly had this ability before and Mm -hmm. didn't really, it wasn't something we all were excited to, to take part in. But because of that, it actually has the effect of putting maybe some of our farther flung friends on the same level as our close by friends. So Uh my friend who lives in another country, it's just as easy for me to zoom with them as it is for me to zoom with the person who lives a few miles away from me. Exactly. Exactly. So it actually was an opportunity to maybe get closer to some people Mm -hmm. in some circumstances because we kind of leveled the playing field for all friendships. Mm-hmm. I well, mean, if we're talking about, if we're talking about people who feel comfortable online. Right. Right. And for people, and you, you mean familiarity with, you know, making it, you know, connecting it all and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But also as a sidebar, I found that, you know, there were some older relatives who really, first of all, were very happy to see people, you know, like this has been talking about, but they've kind of adapted to it and they've got all new equipment now and they've got earbuds and they've got lights. And yes. Things. So it introduced a lot of people to a way of communicating just out of that, because that was the, the one avenue that we had, but it get, it opened them up to an, a whole new way of doing this. So um Absolutely. Yeah. So that was good. We all got a little creative about how to do this. I mean, I had on that first in 2020, in the first year of the pandemic, I had a Zoom birthday party Uh and it was fabulous. And there were people together in the Zoom room, quote unquote, Uh who for all sorts of reasons, would just never be together in a room in real life because right. they lived many different places and on the planet. <laughs> coordinating all of those people to be in the mm-hmm. same room at the same time would almost have been impossible. Yeah. And to suddenly have all of those people in this Zoom room and we're talking and we're sharing stories and then people are saying, oh, I know you. Right. You're right. the one who took the vacation with her and you guys did this and then discovered that some of my friends had mutual friends that they didn't know about until we, we all started talking and it was fabulous. I hated the circumstances that made that be what we chose to do, but I felt like I, I just loved that birthday 
because of that. And I, so I felt like we all got a little more creative about how to stay connected and, and that it mattered. And it it was, it, it, it it did what it was supposed to do. It made everybody feel good and you are honored and yeah. 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 And I mean, I think that creativity of how can we get together? I mean, I talked about earlier, you know, people had Zoom drive-by birthday parties and people would mm-hmm. set up a, mm-hmm. set up on the front of their, in their front yard and have people drive by right. and graduations. And I think we all really came together to be creative about, you know, we've had this limitation put on us, mm-hmm. our relationships all all kinds of relationships, including friendships are so important. Mm -hmm. How do we continue those under these current circumstances? So I I was very impressed with how creative people were, were in, in some of these choices. Um, Well, because it was, and this dovetails just into something else that that I was impressed with in some of these articles that because of doing it that way, first of all, as you were describing it, it meant people didn't get crazy making restaurant reservations and and a lot of the stress that goes into planning something like that. Mm -hmm. But what you just described is that one of these uh, authors describes as real sincerity crept into all of our friendships with the explosion of Zoom and all these other apps that we could see one another because we truly, we truly appreciated being able to see and talk to our friends in yeah. real time, mm-hmm. which we normally and very simply and very inexpensively, um, if you can talk real fast for 40 minutes, <laughs> it's free. Um, and, and I think it continues today for some people because at, I, I respect everybody's level of comfort or concern about whatever the day status brings on it, but it still continues to be a way to no matter what somebody's comfort level is in terms of heading out and getting together, this is always still a way to continue those relationships. And again, because it was the only thing that we were able to do on a broad scale, it really did bring out the sincerity in all of us to our family and friends. Yes, and it, I think it made people really think about the value of relationships, whether that's Mm -hmm. family or friends or colleagues, it really made us think about what value do these people bring to my life and what value do I bring to them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, for one, hope that our comfort with Zoom and connecting online um, stays around. That doesn't, I of course want to get back to things in person. Although I will tell you, I did go to an event in person recently and Mm -hmm. remembering, oh, I actually have to dress from head to toe. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yes, I also have to plan in that there's travel time. Uh It starts at seven. That doesn't mean I can get ready at 6.55. That takes that work I was talking about. That work that you were talking about. So I had to remember to do all of those things. And I'm, I'm happy to get 
used to that again, although it really yeah. was quite an adjustment. Yeah. But I am hoping that Zoom or other, not to just brand for Zoom, but right, right. It's that we're conference. using that as the broader, the apps, the other apps. I saw one app called House Party, and I don't know if that is in the UK, but there's several different platforms that right. are available. FaceTime and WhatsApp, all Face, the other exactly, ways. Exactly, exactly. But I, I hope that that level of comfort um, remains that, mm-hmm. and that we can maintain some of these connections in ways that maybe we wouldn't have thought about before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have friends who live internationally and we were not big on video calls to touch base. Mm-hmm. And now we are. And I yeah. love that. And I hope yeah. that that stays something that we do um, because it's just another way to maintain a connection. Um, so I'm hoping that's you know, that the, the video connection, but I'm also hoping that, you know, this renewed understanding of how important relationships are. I hope we keep that too. I hope we, you know, remember the importance of friends in our lives and remember that especially friendships compared to other relationships. I think sometimes we think it's I know I'm guilty of this thinking it just, it's supposed to be easy. Well, you're just my friend and we're friends and that just is a thing, but friendships do require maintenance. Sure. And we saw that during the pandemic mm-hmm. and many of you may have experienced it. The ones that you focused on maintaining perhaps mm-hmm. are still good friends. The ones you just didn't have energy for either you've sort of let them go from your life or you're now ready to maybe reconnect, but mm-hmm. we've seen that, that it does require some level of effort and some mm-hmm. attention to maintain those relationships. Yeah. And I hope, I hope that's something we all remember going forward. Yeah. Well, on that point, I think that's a good place for us to wrap up because I think we did, you know, I, I, I feel that a lot of the people that we know and people who are listening do kind of have the the same appreciation for it. It's been an amazing opportunity to stay connected and perhaps coming out of all of it, even appreciating the relationships and the connections that we do have even more. Yes. Perfectly said. Thank you everybody for joining us for the episode 36 of Friendshipable. And we look forward to seeing you on our next episode. We certainly do. Thank you.